The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Gaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. So here's the deal, Chadville. Yeah, you want to do something crazy? Do something crazy, something that we've never done at this time before. But we're going to do it right now. You know what? Uh, you've been hearing about the NHL Centennial Greatest Team mm-hmm. Celebration. It's happening at Rogers Place Sunday, February 11th. If you listen to Oilers now, of course, they've been interviewing uh, members of that team for the last few days. It's been interesting to hear their memories. But you know what? I came into a pair of tickets for the uh, Greatest Team Celebration for Sunday. If you're interested, you came into a pair. Or the well, station came promotions in walked upstairs and handed. <laughs> Okay. To me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we always give tickets away at about the same time. Yeah. So if you listen between, you know, two and three, you don't always have the opportunity. So this is your opportunity. 496-0063, the number to call. Uh, you have to know what you're calling to win, though, still. Be excited about it. And, and I think we'll and just what make somebody event? happy. When is the event again? Is it's it? happening Sunday, February 11th. It starts at uh, oh, this 6 p.m. Yeah. These are good seats, too. So you'll like it a lot. So let's just grab a caller. Hello, who's this? This is Glenn. Hi, Glenn. How you doing? Not bad. What are you calling to win? Uh, Oilers tickets for the 85 team on Sunday. <laughs> That's pretty close. You said a lot of words, uh, but it's close enough. Uh, who would you take if we gave you the pair? I would take my son, who's probably the biggest Oilers fan I know. Sold. Awesome. Done. They're yours. They are yours. We'll put you on hold. Brie will get some information from you, and you're off to the uh, greatest team celebration. Awesome. Thank you. You're very welcome. Look at that, eh? Just like that. Easy peasy. You betcha. Hey, uh, we were talking about you trying to get to where? Lake Louise? Lake Louise today. Not able to do it. And we talked uh, Maddie out of uh, going yesterday. She wanted to go down and see her boyfriend. Uh, I'm glad she didn't go. Saw this article, kind of funny, only in Canada. It was on the Global uh, News website. Uh, There was two moose uh, on the loose uh, during the snowstorm yesterday. It happened about 10.30 a.m. They were walking along Bow Trail Southwest, just west of Sarcy Trail. Mm -hmm. Two major, uh, you know, uh, roads in Calgary. Right by my other daughter's house, uh, Ashley. But uh, saw the video on it. It only, it's just one of those only in Canada things. You're right in the city, basically. Mm. And these moose, you know how big moose are. They're yeah. just massive. And they hopped across the uh, median. And uh, is it the median or the meridian? I always get that wrong mm. when somebody texts me. Anyways, they hop from one side of the road to the other. And Calgarians, you know, they're Canadians just like us, eh? They did what you do. They slowed down and waited for the moose to cross. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't want to hit the moose. <laughs> no, you definitely don't. I'm not going to argue with a moose. <laughs> uh, you want to go, Mr. Moose? Yeah, go. exactly. Several people, as you would expect, got out of their cars and took pictures, of course. But it's, it's a funny thing because we always talk about, you know, Canadians seeing wildlife. But what we're really talking about in most cases is Western Canadians seeing wildlife or Northern Ontario citizens seeing yeah. wildlife. Or, because you don't see too many moose in downtown Toronto. It no. just doesn't tend to happen. No. You know what I did? I remember doing a story when I was at Global years back, and there was a moose on the loose right up in this neck of the woods, right up by the station, and by that, um, that uh, there's a in- little industrial complex just over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was all through there, and we chased it, and we chased it, along with the, the parks guys, <laughs> yeah. and then they finally, you know, darted it in the butt, and then we took it out somewhere down the highway and was there when it 
woke up. Really? Oh, yeah. So we followed it all the way through. So how does... Uh, that was a moose? Yeah. How does a moose wake up? With uh, a bad headache. Yeah, yeah. He they're, was a little grumpy. They're not good morning people, no. I don't think. Because <laughs> they're really not good mid-afternoon or evening people either. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they kind of would just put it out and then he gets up. It's like you, you've... It would be like you... Um, <laughs> If you darted me. If you darted me, or so <laughs> let me sit, tell you drank three bottles of apothic wine <laughs> and woke up the next day with someone poking you, you know, because it just wears off really quickly. And it's almost like they're startled and they're all leggy and uh, gangly and trying to stand on their on their four <laughs> they legs. They always look kind of gangly. Yeah, moves, and so, then off they go. Yeah. He kind of turns around and he's like, ugh. And then off we go. Hey, uh, coming up uh, today at 3 o'clock, we're going to be joined by an AMA travel spokesperson and expert, Roland Van Muers. Um, because a lot of people, this is the time of year when a lot of people take their vacations, and Canadians are going to a lot of unusual places. And we've talked before, you and I, Jalen, about when you're in a different country, uh, maybe you'd being aware of uh, local rules and, and laws be doing. and conduct. Uh, you've all heard the story about the uh, Canadians arrested for pornographic dancing in Cambodia. They've been released on bail now. So originally there was, I believe, 10 of them. They detained 90 people in Cambodia who said uh, who they said took part in this. Uh, Ten were uh, detained. Seven have now been released on bail. Three have not. And the three that have not, none are from Canada. And the reasons they have not is because Cambodian officials have said that they're a different case because they were the organizers of mm. this. So they hold a greater degree of responsibility. But there's some argument as to whether or not... And, and on these kind of issues... Uh, diplomats and, and, and embassies don't talk a lot because you have to assume that they would like to get those Canadians out of Cambodia and back to Canada again, but you can't flee bail, right? So that would be an illegal act for the Canadians just to get on a plane and get out of there. But you have to hope that's kind of what they do, right? The uh, Canadians were, or all of them were asked uh, and on a video while they were still in custody if they were sorry. Of course they are. Yeah, they're all sorry. And then asked uh, off camera, do you just want to go home? And all of them nodded yes. Mm. They just wanted to get out of Cambodia. And I can well imagine that's true. Yeah, one of the girls from Drayton Valley. That's right. Yeah. So hopefully that gets uh, settled here pretty quickly. Have any of you uh, received any of these weird phone calls lately? I have. Um, I checked my phone today. I haven't received any. I know Coach received a call from Montserrat the other day yep. and um, didn't answer it, of course. And every once in a while you get them, they show up, and I just put them on a blocked list. Yep. But there's a there's a huge scam. It's a worldwide scam going on right now, and if if and it's it's going right across Alberta. And if you've been getting any, any phone calls from some um, like from Albania, Albania Macedon yeah. Macedonia, the um, the Seychelles? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, you, you have to be very careful. Don't call them back. Yeah, it's an interesting scam. So it's one of those ones you kind of wonder, well, how are they making money? But here's how they're making money. So the program dials your cell phone and then hangs up immediately. So And typically at off hours. So you wake up in the morning, look at your phone. Well, I missed a call from Albania. And out of pure curiosity, you might call them back. When you call the number back, your the call gets answered. You might hear some music or they'll put you on hold 
or they'll tell you there's a very important message mm-hmm. for you. The reason is they want to hold you on the line as long as possible because they're charging you to be on the line. $20 to up to hundreds of dollars a minute. Mm-hmm. So the longer you stay on the line, the more likely you are to get a bill on your cell phone for several hundred mm-hmm. dollars. I've seen them. Um, they're persistent. I don't oh, absolutely. Know. Yeah, I'm not really sure how they get your number in the first place, whether it's random or yeah. what. Um, but I block them. And yeah, then a couple of days goes by them. and a new Albanian number pops up and I block that. <clears throat> I haven't had one in a while. But it is funny. Like, you get up in the morning and look at your phone and go, oh, missed call. I wonder who that was, right? Yeah, and if you go into it and check to see who you have blocked or who you haven't, and yeah, yeah, there it is. And uh, calling in the middle of the night, calling during the day, doesn't matter. But again, mm-hmm. like from overseas location, Albania, Macedonia, Montserrat, you'll see this number coming up. It's uh, There's a, a lot of them with this uh, 664 number. That's right, yeah. That's coming up. So, yeah. And my carrier is Rogers, and I know Global reached out to Rogers to ask them if they were aware of the scam. Rogers says they are, and they're monitoring the situation. It's it's tough for them to do anything about it, but I, I, Rogers was directly asked, so if somebody falls for this, will they get charged? And Rogers said they would take it on a case-by-case mm-hmm. basis. Mm-hmm. But the, the safest route, as you said, Jayla, just don't return Well, the call. I don't know how, how many uh, folks out there... Well, if I get a phone call... On my phone mm. that I don't know who it's from or the number, I don't answer it anyway. Hey, listen, I and don't I answer it when I do know who anything. it's from. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not answering something from Albania or Montserrat. I don't know anybody there. I get a ton from Jamaica. Yeah, or Jamaica. Now they're and they're not a, a dial and hang up. They're an actual person mm. who starts telling you about this fabulous prize uh, that you've yeah. won or whatever, yeah, yeah. right? But uh, on those ones, like, there. It's like not answering the door. If you didn't invite somebody <laughs> over and someone rings your doorbell. I don't answer it. It's either because of working here or because I've gotten older that my privacy has become so important to me. Or maybe it's the fact that I feel sometimes like I have no privacy because of the internet and social media. Uh, I I honestly, if I'm not expecting you, don't expect Mm -mm. me to answer the door. Mm -mm. And now these days, I'll take a quick look on the security camera and see who it is. Oh, wanted to mention, by the way, Hunter ordered some new earphones, 200 bucks from Amazon, um, which is fine. He paid for them. Um... But I get the notification there's motion in the front of my house, and I look, and there's the Amazon driver, right? Drops the package uh, gently, didn't, I shouldn't say drop, put the package gingerly on my porch in full view of the road, and then left. And I thought, have we not gotten better at this? I mean, are we not supposed to maybe at least ring the doorbell or tuck it behind a chair or something? I mean, doesn't every delivery driver now know that there's people who follow them around? Mm grabbing pack it's the reason i got the camera because of all those stories about stolen packages well then you just sit there and watch the package and then if someone steals it you know who it is i guess but you know two hundred dollars worth of earphones just sitting out in the open yeah, like i would have probably had it s- delivered somehow differently well i probably would have too but it was my son who ordered it online right like i only knew that he was getting them because it came up as a charge on visa which i'm now checking daily to make sure that there's no fraudulent charges and that any of my children are paying for whatever they put on the visa. It's become a soap opera to me checking this visa every day. It's interesting to see. Well, I'll tell you something. There's something you could do about that. What, cut up the visa? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm trying to teach them to use credit responsibly, and it's going well. They, they, they buy and they pay. They mm-hmm. buy and they pay. So that's what should have been going on all along. 
What if they got their fault. own credit card and, and bought and it's paid? It's tough. Like, uh, they can get a prepaid credit card, but as far as... Uh, oh, it's tough. You can get credit cards anywhere. My God, I got one walking through the Taylor Field one afternoon in Regina. I know. If you have a job, but if you're a student or if you're self-employed mm-hmm. like my daughter is, she doesn't qualify. Ah, she's not looking right? hard enough because my kids got, they, when they were in university, they had credit cards. Well, you know what? I and would I prefer I'm not, this. I'm not saying it's a good yeah. idea because trust me, I had one during yeah. college and it sucked. Right. It was really bad. They do need to learn how to use credit properly yeah. and I'm kinder, I think, than the credit but, yeah. cards will be down the road. But yeah. I'm trying to get them to keep track of their purchases, make the payments, clear it off at the well, end of every but month. But that's the thing. If, if that's what you've decided to do... Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, absolutely. No, but I'm still keeping an eye on it. Yeah, but you said it's become a soap soap opera. Well, because it's just interesting. Like I say, uh, when you carry a balance, you don't really notice charges. And then yesterday, for example, or this morning, I saw a charge from Network Solutions for $250. (laughs) I'm like, what the So I just went and looked, and it was uh, the renewal on three websites, two of which don't exist anymore. And again, like I must have... You know, put them on auto renew at some point mm. and just forgot about them. One was a, a keynote uh, speak, speaking one that I did for somebody else. And uh, one was a site I just don't use anymore. It was uh, andrewgross.ca or something like that. But yeah, I'm like 250 bucks. And you phone and they reverse it right away. It's no problem. But you really got to look at those mm-hmm. charges. How many times have you given your credit card for something, a trial, you know, 30-day trial, you know, but in case you renew your credit card or you signed up for a service like Constant Contact or whatever, if you don't look at it every day. I don't even know what you're talking about. Constant Contact? No, that just sounds creepy. It's, it's, no, that's a good thing, Constant Contact. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you, people sign up for newsletters and you push one button and send a newsletter to everybody who wants to get it, that kind of thing. Constant content. Oh, okay. But it costs us as a festival probably about $750 a year. So it's when that bill comes in that you think, hey, have we been sending newsletters out because it's costing us $750 a year? Like I say, it's amazing what you find as you keep looking at your visa statement. Well, and that's what they say, and we've said it over and over again on this show, is that you have to do it. You have to take a close look at it because sometimes those little charges are going through and sometimes those big charges are going through and Kelly Keene says you know if you're a, a, you know a person out there who ignores your bank statements that can get into real problems oh, yeah. if especially if there's some fraudulent charges uh, on there Shirley the bus drivers on the phone this afternoon hey Shirley hello good afternoon yes uh, I'm listening to your show here on the way to school uh, I have had the experience recently of a company and I'm gonna name the company because they're not in Canada it has something to do with uh, purchasing software and uh, computer stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's in the States, and they charge me $299 on my U.S. visa on a certain date, and I never made that charge. I got hold of the bank. They investigated. They got a letter back saying that, yes, I made the charge. I insist I have no record of that charge. I have nothing. I have purchased nothing. The, their um, their, uh, their uh, email address is not the, the same as what ours is up here. <laughs> and I am really, really frustrated for 300 bucks that I didn't spend yeah. that now is going to wreck my credit. Well, it's, because it's of not some gonna, stupid outfit in the but... states. Well, you phoned your credit card company, right? 
Yeah, I did, and they turned around, they investigated it, and they turned around and wrote me a letter and said that the company said that I or a member of my family made that purchase. Oh, gosh. Mm. And guess what? Not. Hmm. Because you know, usually the credit card companies are really good about yeah. this. If you get on top yeah, of it right away. Yeah, well, this bank isn't very darn good about it. Mm, how frustrating. Long, how long is it from the time that you discovered the charge? How far back was the charge? It was dated on November the 22nd. And you found the charge when? And I we found the charge in December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I know that if it's in the same billing period, if if the statement hasn't been issued yet, the bank will move on it really quickly. I know that they investigate if it's beyond that and sometimes yeah. just refuse if it's months later. You're Because you're supposed to keep an eye on your statement, right? Well, the thing is, you don't expect anything like that, especially no. on a U.S. visa you're when right. you don't use it maybe once a year. Yep, you're right. You know, and all of a sudden this thing pops up like, doo Hmm. Like it didn't pop up in our in the bank account until just you know re- the recently, and then when I did phone them, the guy we canceled that card, got new card, hmm. and uh, I said, uh-uh, I don't, I don't owe you guys this money because I never made the purchase. And where was the purchase made? That's my question. Where was the sub the purchase supposed to have been made? And they won't tell me. Well, so. Yeah, and it comes from a, a place in the in the United States. There, somewhere down in uh, uh, Las Vegas or something, mm-hmm. and some computers. And I phoned that company. Shirley, Shirley, and I th- says, you thanks. know, I never made it for purchase. Thanks for the phone call, Shirley. We need to take a break yeah, here, and I feel really, I really you. do hope that works out for you somehow. It, that'd be a real disappointment to be on the hook for a couple hundred dollars sure. or even more that you know that you didn't make. Uh, Two fifty one on the six thirty chat afternoon news. Text coming in, we were talking about getting uh, credit cards for your kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sandy Man says, hey, I encourage both my children to get low credit cards when they were 18. Low limit credit yeah, cards. Yeah, low limit uh, credit cards. With both only having part-time jobs, they were able to get them. They're mm-hmm. not building a credit rating by using your card, except maybe with the Bank of Andrew. Have them get their own cards. Yeah. By the way, you both have great credit at ages 25. Oh, they both have great credit at ages 25 and 23. Do not carry a balance on their cards. Um, again, you know, said I had no idea about any fiscal responsibility when I was um, in, in high school and, yeah. and when I went to college. I went to college when I was 18 years old. Um, somehow along the way, I ended up with a credit card and... Um, Actually, I think I got it after I graduated from college when I was making absolutely no money, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the the gap between you know you, you know how it is, and next thing you know it's charged. Right I know up. exactly how it is. When I was in university, I got a it's tough back in the day when gas stations had their own credit cards. Mm-hmm. Remember that, and they were fairly easy to get. Uh, you know, three hundred dollar limit. So I got my first credit card. Some gas station was dumb enough to give me one, and based on that, I got two or three more gas cards and then based on those four or five gas cards I got a visa yeah. and then based on the visa I got a MasterCard and I, I just did it almost as a hobby um, and I had all these credit cards and it's like you're thinking that it's free money and it's right not. right and the thing is I didn't use them in university for the most part I, I was almost afraid to try mm-hmm. and use them but when I got out on my own and suddenly all these expenses start hitting you and you're paying rent and mortgage yeah. or rent and heat and light and whatever I started 
buying things on credit cards. And I got myself in a ton of trouble mm-hmm. that took mm-hmm. me the better part of 15 years yep. to get out yep. of. And that's why I'm, I want my kids to be good with credit, but I really want to keep an eye on the credit yeah. for now, right? I think yeah, we've, we've I, done that long enough yeah. now that they should get their own credit yeah, cards. Yeah, I mean, 21 and yeah. 23, yeah. it's, you know, you're starting to get there. But again, every family does it their own Well, way, everyone whatever. parents differently, right. yeah. I mean, and you parent a lot of times with your own personal experience in the back of your mind, mm-hmm. right? As to how many times, from credit to how many times you tell them you love them. You know what I mean? Like, you, you sort of take everything mm-hmm. that your parents did and say this was the great stuff they did this was the bad stuff and <laughs> i don't i don't know what you and carol are going to do when those kids move out you know and, and i'm saying yeah. that with with great you know yeah yeah I, I honestly don't know i think some some families can't wait to be the empty nesters mm-hmm. and then there's families like yours who you know no stay here we don't want you to ever move out well we love having them in the house honestly but you know i and i think i I think when I talk about them, I sometimes unfairly uh, represent them because I, I talk about them from my perspective, right? But I mean, Hunter is so financially responsible, it's ridiculous. And Maddie, uh, you know, she just got up and moved to England for three or four months. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... Yeah. 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 Well... Yeah. Let's hey, remember listen, that trip. <laughs> I know, but that's still pretty ferocious, yeah, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, having yeah. never lived and outside both, of the house. They're both great kids. Let's yeah, just put it you. this way. It's at 2.56 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. You can get a hold of us anytime at 6.30, 6.30. Give us a shout at 496-0063. Eileen Bell's up next with the 3 o'clock news. On the other side, we're going to talk a, a little bit of travel. Excellent. With a travel expert. So if you have any questions, 6.30, 6.30. The 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross, weekdays at 2 on 630 Chen.